As to be expected, we've got some big moments and some heartfelt losses, and we're going to talk all about it as we continue down this Season 4 journey of Attack on Titan this week on Shonen and Suds. We're back! We're back. <laughs> We're back, boys. How the hell are you, bud? Oh, Chris, I am doing great. I am uh, another, yeah. another year older, and, you know... Another... I was gonna <laughs> say, happy fucking belated birthday! Did you uh, did you go to Chi-Chi's for dinner? Uh, Chris, I, I actually went, and my dad, me and him went and saw uh, Cocaine Bear, so that's how we kick things how off. How was that? Uh, it was just as bad as you would think it would be. Um, hell yeah, it was everything we wanted it to be? Yeah, it was a great $5 movie to go to, I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> um... If you pay Perfect. anything more than five dollars, um, I'm my condolences. But <laughs> the the movie does have some several funny parts. Um, mm-hmm. But the story they try to tell, like they try to tell like some little random stories at the beginning. It's like nobody cares. Just get to the bear. Where's the cocaine and yeah. the bear? Yeah, here. It's like going to a wrestling show. So I'm here. You're wearing your Hulk Hogan gear. Like you know why I'm fucking here. Just get to it. Yeah. Like, yeah. They 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 dick around to make it ninety minutes basically I think is why they had to add in that. <laughs> um, but it was a good time, and then we hit up uh we hit up a sports bar. Hell yes! Uh, you know how that goes. Threw back the brewskis, and then uh, kind of just continued to drink and ordered pizza that night, and just it was a great time. Just passed out with a slice on your bare chest. It sounds yeah. about right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But yeah. Uh, Hell yeah! Thirty years old, so here we are, Chris. I am. Man, you're there. You, you, you're 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 almost there. You're almost to forty, Cody. How do you feel being thirty <laughs> now that there's you know now you're like a full grown man? I know, man. It's crazy. Um, Mm-mm-mm. yeah, nothing's changed though. It's unfortunately, phenomenal. No, nothing nothing cool happens. You know, you just your back hurts a little more. You know, it's it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hangover starts to last a little bit longer. That's right. And speaking of which, Chris, you know. <laughs> speaking of hangovers, Shonen and Suds, Chris, we're back for episode number one thirty-six. Um, yes. Of course, we're talking Attack more on Titan. More AOT. Yeah, we are covering episodes sixty-eight through seventy-five. We uh, we sure are, and man, we got some more big moments. Like we're we're already coming off of like like you already broke my heart in the last eight episodes, right? Like we lost we lost a fucking we lost a real one. You know, obviously, with um, you know, with Sasha getting uh, mortally wounded by that old racist bitch Gabi, and um, <laughs> it just like the, the the twists and turns keep on coming, man. Like I said, season four, or you know, I, I have a hard time calling it the final season, but like this season has just been just so explosive, and it's just, it's just so crazy how every episode it just. You know, what am I trying to say? Cause like I was saying last week, you know, we I feel like we're no longer watching the same show. It's just opened wide up. And just these characters, dude, I love all of these new characters. I love the volunteers or what are they? Oh, yeah, the, the Marleyan volunteers. Um, I just I don't know, dude. It's just. I, I don't know what I'm trying to say, just other than like just this inner this injection of life that we got into this show just really just brought it to a whole nother level for me. And then just, again, we get, we we're hit with some major, major like moments in this, uh, in this, uh, these next eight episodes. So I'm really, really excited. Um, obviously spoilers ahead, 
if you have uh, if you have not watched these, um, which can be a lot more forgivable because I mean these are more recent. And um, yeah, dude, I'm just I'm just ready to fucking talk about it. Yeah, definitely. This section is a little bit less action, but a lot more of the mm-hmm. the politics and they kind of take us, you know. They walk us mm-hmm. back a little bit, like we mentioned before we started. Um, mm-hmm. We get to kind of find out how we got to Marley and, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, the volunteers and all that stuff. Um, but, of course, before we get to that, Chris, uh, we do got some news we got to talk about. Chris, did we even introduce ourselves? I don't even know. I don't, you know, I don't know anymore. I just, you know, we're, we're just attacking on Titan is all we're doing, Cody. But, of course, you are the birthday boy. So go ahead and lead us off. <laughs> I am Cody Snodgrass. The third, the now 30-year-old Cody Snodgrass. And, of course, I am Chris Adams. And as you said, welcome. Welcome, everybody, back to Shonen Suds. Exactly, yes. But here we are. Welcome back. More AOT and more AOT on the way, Chris, because the big news of the week um, is... Oh, it's there. It's tomorrow, Chris. Tomorrow is when AOT uh, comes back for its... Second to last we are hour long episode. <laughs> Dog, we are less than twenty four hours away and I am super fucking jazzed. Yeah, I, I'm very excited. They did put out a little teaser trailer. Um uh, mm-hmm. and we, we there's also like the intro song is out now. I haven't really li- I've heard a little bit like clips on TikTok of the intro song. Mm-hmm. Probably my least favorite. Um mm-hmm. but And that's fair. I think the emotion of the show has changed a lot since, since you know the everything the else. The rumbling. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, definitely since then. Um, oh boy! But the trailer looks pretty cool. Um, I'm just excited, man. Yeah. Nine twenty-five a.m. cannot come soon enough because that's when it premieres. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going in cold. I haven't watched a single trailer. I have been just. I want. I want to be just bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And just ready to be just shocked and surprised, which I mean, again, I don't know, I don't know what um, because I haven't gotten that far in the manga yet, and I'm staying away from any kind of you know spoilers or you know story explanations and things until you know until I am completely done with either re- with I, I want to watch all this shit first before I even think about trying to you know see what's going on with this iceberg. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that that premieres tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. And then outside of that, there really wasn't too much news. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Demon Slayer is going to be in theaters tomorrow or yeah. whatever. I'm actually, it's a big I'm actually week. on my computer now. Looking at the tickets, yeah. I'm going to see what's going to be playing near me. What am I looking for? You are looking for, Chris, I can tell you, it's the Swordsmith Village arc is the name of it. Oh, baby. Yeah, and it premieres tomorrow in theaters in the States. Um, and then they've also announced that April 9th is when the actual anime itself will premiere. Um, mm-hmm. so April 9th, again, next month, right around the corner. So, um, Man. A lot of good anime was... on, on the horizon. I think I might... I'm going to try to get tickets to go Sunday to see the Demon Slayer thing. Uh-huh. Um, let me see, let me see. It'd be pretty cool, Tomorrow, though. Mark. Um, yeah, outside. Yeah, I'm actually looking right now, because I think, you know, Fridays, honestly, I'm still living that fun, employed life, and let's say, oh, perfect, right up the street, Cody, right up the street, we've got one at 1.40 in the afternoon, so I may go ahead and uh, top skip and jump up the street and check it out. You can watch the AOT premiere, and then you can just go straight to Demon Slayer and... 
And then that's all you mean. You mean have a perfect Friday is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna go Sunday. Probably Sunday is mm-hmm. when I'll go, just because I'll probably watch AOT twice on Friday. Mm-hmm. Just watch the whole thing back to back, and then yeah, no, and Saturday's big UFC fights, so I'll probably be, probably be too distracted with all that, and then you know Sunday fun day with a little Demon Slayer. So um, mm-hmm. a lot of great anime on the way, uh, especially this yeah. weekend. So. <laughs> It's a good weekend. It's a good weekend to be a fucking geek. I love it. Yeah, definitely that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all the news this week, Chris. In, in regards to anime, we have some beer news, mm-hmm. uh, which I mentioned to you earlier. Um, Big news. This is fucking breaking. <laughs> yeah, well, well fir- first things first, we got Yingling is coming to St. Louis March 6th, so in four days. Hell yeah. Chris, I, I love s- how they got like the fucking release date, like it's a fucking movie Chris, on your store. six. enjoy Yingling. I'm telling you, I see the trucks, because obviously I'm a DoorDasher. I see the trucks driving up and down the streets every day. I'm like, where are they taking this to? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just like dive bars and things like that. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I just want to just buy a case, have it first on the podcast, and then I can drink it at bars and all that stuff. Um, there you go. Yeah, it looks like March 6th is, is the release date. <laughs> they got oh, posters baby. up. Mark your calendar. Well, Chris, and that wasn't the only poster going up, because... The guy was also putting up a poster for the new Mountain Dew Hard Soda Live Wire flavor. Um, oh, baby. Which should be in stock tomorrow. So, next podcast, I'm going to have a toss-up decision between Live Wire and Yingling, and I think Live Wire is winning that hands down. Well, Cody, well, like I like to say, you know, and as they say in Espanol, porque no los dos. <laughs> Why can't you? Why not both? Why not both? Yeah, I mean, well, here's what I think, Chris. You know, Yingling, it's it's the oldest brewery in the, in North America, it is. right? It is. It was the first brewery in North America. Well, I can wait one more week, right? You know? It ain't going yeah, nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Live wires hot off the presses. Um, no, whatever they have in stock, I will definitely be um, partaking in. And then hopefully, because Yingling has a bunch of different beers, right? They're not just. Uh, they they have their they have their normal lager, which is just their basic amber lager. They have a black and tan that they do, um, which is okay. They have a uh, golden like pilsner that they do, which is really good. And then they have a uh, they have a Hershey's chocolate porter that they do, which is fucking delicious. Hershey's chocolate porter, you say? Yes, it is quite good. Yeah, because I think yeah, I, had, I think I had the golden when we were down in Orlando. Yes, you sure did. You sure did. Yeah, the chocolate porter is really good. I mean, because they're they're fucking a hop, skip, and a jump away. A lot, a lot of that in this podcast. Um, from you know, like Hershey. You know, I won't say they're out of uh, Yingling is out of. Are they also out of Hershey, Pennsylvania? They might be. If not, they're like the next town over. So like they they're they're in the they're in the same fucking neighborhood as as Hershey. So that it seems like. I'm surprised because that, that only came out. I want to say the chocolate porter has only been around for, you know, a handful of years. And that just seems like they were really late to the party on that because that seems like a match made in heaven, right? It sounds like it. Yeah, it sounds like it. I, it's, I don't, it's very good. I don't think I've ever had like a chocolate beer, maybe once, but. I'm telling you. I'll tell you right now, Cody, one of the best things you can do, take if. if uh, do you like vanilla ice cream? Do you like ice cream? Oh, yeah. So take. And I urge everybody to try this. Take some sort of 
chocolate stout, some kind of breakfast stout, a nut brown ale, a hazelnut, even something as simple as like a Newcastle. Get a bowl of ice cream and just pour it, pour the beer over the ice cream. It's like a fucking root beer float, dude. Or just pour pour the beer in a cup, put a scoop of ice cream in there with it. Cody, that shit will change your life. That's a 30-year-old that's a man's root beer float right there, Chris. Goddamn <laughs> right it is. Goddamn right it is. And it's perfect with the chocolate porter. Great again with nut brown. Any, any of the sweeter, um, you know, I don't want to, I don't, I use the word heavier, but that style, like a porter, a brown ale, a stout, something like that. Cause again, it just, it has the same effect like a root beer flow does it. Like the ice cream starts to crystallize and stuff like that. It's just, it's so fucking good. If you, if you don't have one by the time we're down at a uh, two for one chilies in Florida, uh, we're going to order them there and we're going to make it happen. <laughs> Love that. Well, Chris, all the, all this, all this great drink talk has got me, uh, Got me thirsty, so I, I mean, uh, we gotta I get to thirsty. the next segment. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. So, Cody, you know, not one to waste time. Once more into the breach, Cody. What you drinking? Oh, good crack. All right, Chris. Yeah, I can't waste time now. You know, I'm 30 years old now. This is tragic. Um, all right, Chris. Mm-hmm. Well, so I, my quest to find Yingling today obviously uh, fell short um, because mm-hmm. it's not here yet. So. Last week, I did the raspberry lemonade of the Smirnoff Ice Smash. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, I have the strawberry lemonade of the Smirnoff Ice Smash. So, Excellent. Just swapping out one fruit for another. Let me grab a swig of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh man, that's... Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Is that Chris, good? I mean, it's still... Is that like, a sweet one? It's, mm-hmm. it's a little too sweet. Uh, oh, no. Wrestling pun intended. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Oh man, dude, these things are, I swear they're baby Four Locos, 8% alcohol <laughs> once again, um, a smaller can than a Four Loco, it's, they're, they're sitting right next to them in, in the same doorway of the, uh, oh, of the tall nice. boy section, it's a dangerous spot to be in. That is. Um, yeah, it's, it's okay, it's, a, I, I won't buy this again, I can tell you that. Uh, but it, it's, oof. it's okay, it's alright, it's, it's fine, it's better than a Four Loco, that's for damn sure. No, that's for sure, yeah. Drink more than one of those, you're going to be wrestling with the sugar shits all night. Yeah, four locos, I mean, that's something you, you can't be having after the 20s are over. Mm-hmm. You can't, can't be doing that anymore. Uh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, because that's no, what I'm halfway having. Halfway into your 20s, you can't do those anymore. <laughs> I broke the rules a few times there. <laughs> but I don't know if you remember that when we were in well, when we were down in Florida in 2018 and we bought all those four locos from the store, remember how many of those I drank? Dude, what a mistake. I had like I had like a sip of one of them because <laughs> I knew better. I knew better. Yeah, that was that was a big mistake. Um but it was like you know, twenty dollars well spent, I guess. Um It was. I mean, it was a lot of booze. It was bang for your buck, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, we showed up and everybody was like, I don't know if I want to drink one of those. Like, well we don't eat so <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's what I'm having today, it. Chris. A strawberry lemonade Smirnoff ice smash. What about you? What are you having? Well, Cody, what I've got... Ugh, not a good crack. Ugh. I heard some fizz. I heard some I, fizz. Yeah, I've got... Uh, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of the... Um, you know, I'm, I'm a real man of genius over here, Cody. Real man of genius. Man of genius. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm going to preface that. I can go off on a quick tangent. I've actually been going down these rabbit holes, and my favorite 
like shit to just cut the TV on when I'm doing stuff to is on YouTube and just finding a bunch of like just just retro commercials. And one of those popped up and I was like, fuck, I remember those. And uh, so I was like, you know what? I, I I didn't go get regular Bud Light. I bought one. I bought the soda seltzer pack. So, Cody, I said all that to say this. I am having just a hard seltzer, the cola. Oh, okay, mm. the Bud Light one? Or Bud yeah, the Bud Light seltzer. Soda I like seltzer, those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are good. The cola ones are excellent. They taste like Shasta, which, you know what? So, do you ever have those those times when you were younger and you were broke? And you want, you want, you didn't want to spend like four dollars on a twelve pack when you could go to the dollar store and get a, a fucking thirty rack of Shasta Cola for like a dollar ninety nine. Chris, when I, when I tell you, like, so growing up, we weren't the the richest family, right? So uh-huh. we, we could always get soda that way because uh, most of our, all the way, baby. Most of our local grocery stores had like a, a Shasta or a Vess is like a local one, I think. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Or you could buy them for like fifteen cents a can or something, and you could—I mean, you could get all the flavors yep. you wanted to try. Um, so that mm-hmm. was definitely the way. You know, your GT colas, your Tiki Punch. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's that's right, <laughs> fucking Tiki Punch, baby. Uh, the Tiki Punch. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> I mean, you, that's just a great drink in itself, right there, Chris. Maybe maybe the best mm-hmm. one of the of the uh, of the fifteen cent section. I'm sure those are more expensive Ooh. now. Um, yeah, that was the easy way to get soda. He'd be like, Mom, we don't got to get that Dr. Pepper. We can get this Dr. Thunder over here. Yeah, Dr. U or whatever they <laughs> yeah. want to call it. Yeah, whatever. Dr. Shasta, I think, is another <laughs> one. Like they, they had them all, dude. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I frequented that section of the, uh, of the grocery store. So yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so in the, the cola seltzer, to me, it tastes just like a fucking Shasta, except this one will get you drunk. And that's, uh, I'm living the best of both worlds. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Now, yeah, get... The only one I'm still not, I'm still not sold, like the Sprite one or the lemon lime one in the pack. It's, you know, when you say it's supposed to be more like a mellow yellow, it, it makes it, but that, that's probably my least favorite one in the pack. I, the rest of them are still fantastic. I'm trying to remember. It's been a minute since I've had those. Isn't there a cherry cola as well? Yes. The cherry cola is excellent. The orange is probably the best. Yeah, the, the cola orange. is the regular. Yeah, the orange is moi. The cola is probably my favorite, just because it's you know for nostalgia reasons. And but I know the the lemon lime ones are going to be the ones that sit on the door of my fridge for like fucking nine months. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I think the orange is definitely the best. Yeah, I I, I can agree with mm-hmm. that. Which is weird because I'm not a I'm not a crazy orange soda. Like I don't really drink orange soda unless it's like a rare occasion. So. Um, it's definitely a sometimes treat. Like, or I, my my wife though, she fucking she'll fucking dog some orange soda. She fucking she's like, give me that fucking two liter of Fanta and this fucking spliff, and it's over. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the, I usually only time I have orange soda is if I'm doing uh, Pinnacle whipped vodka. You do that with a little uh, yeah, little sun kissed. Mm. That's some good stuff. But uh, those are our drinks. That's what we're having, of course. And uh, Chris, absolutely. Speaking yeah. of good stuff. Speaking of good stuff, yeah, we got a lot. We got a lot to digest here, man. Get taken back in time, like pre time skip, because for those that didn't know, season four, there is definitely uh, some time has passed. Um, yeah, Aaron's got fucking hair on his chest. He's got hair on his chinny chin chin. Gene's got fucking hair on his chin. Armin's got a new bowl cut. They're all. They're all. They're all. Yeah, there's been a bit of a bit of a time skip here, Cody, for sure. Levi hasn't got taller. Years before you. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> um, but, Levi still looks the fucking same. 
but yeah, so we, we uh, for those that don't remember, we left off with uh, basically Sasha's death. Um, and now we're... Fucking pour one out. Yeah, pour one out real quick. Um, <laughs> and now we are here uh, three years prior to the raid against Marty. Marley, Marty. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Marty! <laughs> <I was> <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> um, we get to see, like, some Marley and Scout ships that are coming towards Paradise. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, they get distracted by like, Hanji and them on, on the shore. Um, only for Aaron's Titan to emerge from the water and basically just pick up the boat, take it with him. Like, hey, we're taking much. this. We gotta learn how these things work. Um, and they basically capture the entire crew. Um, however, Chris, there are some, some members of this crew that are that are, what are they, the Marleyan Volunteers? Is that what they're called? Or the Anti-Marleyan? Uh, yep, that's what they come to be known as, the Marleyan Volunteers. Um, but real talk, the first time I saw this, I was like, because I, I, the one, um, what's what's her name? Uh, uh, Elena? Bu- 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 Elena. Like, the first time that we saw them on the boat, like I was like, I thought that was Armin. Like, I thought it was just Armin wearing, like, a disguise. And, oh, okay, well, Armin, they, that's how they captured the boats, right? They were, they had, um, you know, some of the scouts were on board posing as troops because they all start to fucking look alike after a while. Yeah, Len- Yelena and Armin definitely go to the same barber. That's for damn sure. Um, yes. But she was also the one that trapped Peak and Galliard in the hole in the ground back in Marley. So, um, yep. Or the fake beard and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And it turns out she is basically following the orders of Zeke Jaeger. Um, and she's teamed up with Onyakapon, who was flying the blimp um, previously when whenever they were assaulting Marley. Um, and so basically this is, they like join in like discussions with Hanji and Levi and the whole crew. And basically they're, they're all in support. We're all, they're working together with us. Um, and now obviously there's, so this, was a, this is a big plan, just a big, well thought out internal plan as it turns out. Yeah, and this is all Zeke's plan. Um, kind of before any, any war really happened. This is when Marley was still at war with the. With that mm-hmm. other group of people, I can't even remember what they were called. Um, but oh, no. the the fortress at whatever. Yeah, like Fort Fort something, Fort Briggs. Maybe I'm. No. Yeah, they had like the they kind of had like this Turkish look, like Middle Eastern kind of look to them. Yeah, Marleyan versus Marleyan for whatever reason. Yep. Um, but yeah, um, so that now they're in talks to working together. Obviously, guys on Paradise are kind of keeping their guards up a little bit because. Obviously, the ship just came from Marley. Um, but this is where Aaron kind of reveals to the whole squad uh, that he could control the Titans in the past because he made contact with the Titan of Royal Blood, obviously that being Dina Fritz's Titan. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, while they're working together, Yelena and her crew, I mean, they kind of bring them up to speed as far as, like, technology things go. Like, there's weapons and... You know, the railroad for them. Yeah, the guns, railroads, fucking... How can your ships fly? Like, there's so many questions, obviously. Even, like, Nicolo, who's the Marleyan chef, he's got, like, lobster, and they're like, what is this? We can eat out of the sea? Like, there's... What a great scene, dude. And Because Sasha's like, it's delicious yeah we get our we get our girl sasha we get her in a couple more great scenes here during these well, flashbacks. well and it's so crazy and i'm i'm, I'm glad we, we you know we kind of took a second to talk about that because this this chef ends up being kind of an important character later on and the way like sasha 
treated his cooking is pretty paramount to events that start to unfold later on. And that's something we start to see a lot of that, like these people that were some now it's not everybody, but you start getting people who are like, you know, these people aren't so bad. They're not these fucking Island devils. You know, so it turns out when, you know, I, I like seeing stuff like that because, you know, unfortunately like brainwashing like that is all too real that, you know, if you're brought up and you live in an area and you think, you know, you're always told that this type of person is bad. And then when you meet them, you're just like, wow, that none of that is true is all, true at all. I, I like seeing stuff like that unfold. And we, we start to see a lot more of that happen in this season. And it all kind of starts here uh, with our with our boy Gordon Ramsay over here. Yeah, Nicolo. And then they kind of flash back and forth between present day and and three years ago. Uh, because mm-hmm. we see him kind of mourning Sasha at her at her gravesite, and he, yeah, the Browse family, like her her dad and mom, mom and pops, and the rest of the kids, because they basically run like a little orphanage. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, he he invites them back to this restaurant. He's like, "It's on the house." You know, um, your your daughter loved my cooking. It's like, oh man, hey, um. our, our our girl Sasha. Um, also, I guess I should mention that we see you, Armin. We see his colossal titan. That they basically use his titan to kind of steal ships. Um, yep. Because these Marlins, which explains the throwaway line in the earlier part when they were like, "None of our ships have returned. Thirty-two ships have gone out. None of them have returned." Yeah, they're we're all taking them. <laughs> Paradise is taking yep. the people, taking taking the ships, and mm-hmm. they basically give them the choice: you can either work with us or. You can die or sit in jail. We'll like, fucking throw you back in the. We'll throw you yeah. right back in the ocean. Yeah, go ahead and swim back. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then, you know, we, we we flash over now back to present day. Uh, Levi is basically in charge of Zeke, uh, the Beast mm-hmm. Titan, of course, uh, and he's basically assigned with keeping him away from everyone else at this point. Uh, so he has he has a special unit that's just. You know, kind of no-name soldiers. Uh, takes him to the, the big forest with all the trees and all that stuff where ODM gear would work. Um, mm. And they, they... Just they, in case. They're basically just chilling there uh, until they get further orders. Um, obviously, uh-huh. Levi, if he ever wants to, he can beat the brakes off Zeke. And they still have, like... They're not friends, like, <laughs> There's some unfinished business there, Cody. That's for damn sure. And, and, there, and we'll be getting to that too. Um, but by order of Commander Pixis, they're kind of keeping Zeke on a, on a on a tight chain here. Um, then uh, we see Armin. Uh, Armin has a couple moments with Annie throughout this this portion of the season, where he's just kind of yeah, talking to yeah. her, like in her in her frozen state. Mm-hmm. Um, which Aaron kind of gives him shit for later on, saying that, like, that's Bertolt kind of coming through. Um, yep. He's got all of Bertolt's memories. Yeah, I don't want to get too far ahead of the, on that. Um, we also see, like, they, they teach the the scout, like, Aaron and them how to shoot guns and all kinds of stuff, like, they use, how to use the weapons. Like you said, they mentioned, they build, they start building a rail railroad out towards the sea and all this stuff. Um Kind of just getting brought up to speed on on technology, um, and I can't remember if it's in this episode, Chris, that Gabby and Falco break out. I'm trying to think if that's in this one. Either in this episode, either in this episode or the next one, where um, oh no 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 no, yeah, I, I'm jumping ahead. I'm jumping ahead. 
Um, but Gabby and Falco are imprisoned. Uh, Aaron is also in prison, which, again, it's one of those things I can't stand. It's like, <laughs> the dude has, like, three Titan again. abilities in him. Like, <laughs> why, why are we even, like, pretending he's imprisoned? Like, yeah, he can get out whenever he fucking wants to. It's like Roger Rabbit in handcuffs. Yeah, <laughs> that just doesn't make sense. Um, uh, and I want to say when we see Aaron in jail, is it, isn't this where he kind of has like this weird moment where he's looking at himself in the mirror, like talking to himself? Yeah, he says like the only way to win is to fight, and then Hanji's like, "You just said the only way to win is to fight. What did you mean by that?" <laughs> like she like questions him on it, like, "What? Who are you talking mm-hmm. to?" Like. Um, and then moving into the next episode, we see, um, again in the flashback, we meet, uh, an envoy from Hizaru, which is like a, I guess a neighboring country, a neighboring island. Uh, we meet, uh, Kiyomi Azumabito, um, who is one of the ladies that was at Marley, uh, when, when, during like the, the performance, like when Aaron, Aaron broke out and all that stuff. Um. And she, they they've landed on Paradise, and they're basically negotiating for resources. This baby, this lady is basically just in it for the money. Like she doesn't give a shit about anything else, as long as her country Hizuru like continues to fucking thrive. She doesn't care. Um, but she has like a Mikasa. She notices Mikasa has like this branding or like a tattoo of like. This symbol from like the descendants of Hizuru's, and it turns out Mikasa is basically like a princess of Hizuru. Um, she didn't really know that, of course. Um, and so Lady Azumabito basically kind of is trying to get Mikasa to come back with her. Mikasa's not having it. Um, but uh, Hizuru basically just becomes an ally of Paradis. Um, Super important later on, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. And of course, the, the reason they do that is they want. Fucking ice burst stone, which is the resource that Marley talks about, is on Paradise. Mm-hmm. That's really the, kind of the whole idea of them going to Paradise in the first place to basically mine those minerals or whatever it is they have. That's the, that 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 resource is the whole reason all this shit started too. Yeah, they they want the ice burst stone, and then they obviously they want the founding titan, of course. Um, mm-hmm. And. In her talks with Zeke, he shows her the ODM gear and all that stuff, um, and basically brings brings her up that they want to do a test run of the rumbling, just mm-hmm. to like kind of like flex so that the rest of the fucking world kind of just doesn't fuck with them. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and then that that's that's pretty much it with the Hezru stuff. She's just greedy. Uh, once what's once fucking <laughs> once the money, once the resources. Uh, and doesn't want to get killed well, by the she a, Yeah, she's a you know she's a she's a shrewd businesswoman. You know, she's got a yeah. you know she's got her own reasons for doing what she's doing. Respect that. I respect it. Yeah, and then of course they plan on on passing down the Beast Titan through like someone of royal blood. Uh, have them bear children. Blah blah blah. Um, obviously, the one with royal blood is Historia, uh, and she kind of agrees to inherit the Beast Titan. But Aaron's like very against that idea. He doesn't want to bring Historia into any, you know, danger. Um, and I can't remember if it's in this section or if it's in the previous section where we see Historia is actually, like, pregnant with a child. Oh, it, it's this, uh, yeah, it's like this, uh, she's, she's pregnant, and they don't really explain how at first. They're just kind of like, oh, yeah, 
Yeah, she just They're met the, the farmhand that used to pick on her. Yeah. <sighs> like, sure, dude. Whatever. That's fine. Yeah, whatever, man. I get it. I get it. Be happy. Yep. Um. But yeah, then then you see him working on the. <laughs> they've been working on the railroad, Chris. Um. See the survey corps. Dude, the whole... <laughs> yeah, Gene and Connie are out there working on it. It's like, damn, man. Mm-hmm. These guys should be yeah, like high-ranking air... officers. What's going on? <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like, they're just fucking, they're just out there like John Henry Irons just fucking banging railroad spikes in. But it is cool to see, like, like how advanced they start to get over just the course of four years. I thought that was really, really cool, just a little technology jump that they got just from working with this group. So. Yeah, and then, like, you can kind of tell, like, they don't really know what to do next, and it seems like then they kind of flash to present day. Where they're kind of interrogating Aaron for leaving and going off on his own to Marley, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, obviously, he, his time is short because he only has thirteen years to fucking do all this. Yeah, shit. and we're what? And we're how many years in at this point? <sighs> we're like we're like ten years in at this point, are we? He's got like three years left. Yeah, we're some we're pretty far along the line, because I think. Because there is a conversation with between him and Zeke, where Zeke is like Zeke's in his last year, I believe. Like, like the the what we're at present day, Zeke is in his last fucking trip around the moon before he has to before he's just dead. Yeah, and I, and I think Bertolt is all or not. Uh, Rhina is also like got to be getting close as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he has to be. But Aaron is clearly like you saw it in the first section of these episodes. But Aaron is not. He's not the Aaron that we used to know. Like, he is different. Like, he's... He is incredibly different. There's just something behind his eyes, man. He is just a completely different person than we last left him. And I get it, man. He's He's been through some shit. Yeah. Um, but Gene and Connie are like... I mean, they, they definitely don't really trust him. Uh, like, they're like, he doesn't give a shit about us. Um, Armin, of course, being uh-huh. like the mediator of everything. like, me and Mikasa will talk to him, like... We can figure this out. Um, but meanwhile, like, the military is like, look, we could probably just feed Aaron to somebody else so we can, who isn't, like, gonna run off on on their own to fucking Marley. Uh-huh. Like, there, there's there, there's con- some conflicting interests going on here. Um, mm-hmm. And speaking of which, uh, in the next episode, we go over to Gabby and uh, Falco. And Gabby uh, kind of, like, fakes an illness, ends up killing the guard. Uh, that's guarding her and Falco. They take the keys and they run off into the wilderness, Chris. Um, yeah, and they uh, and, and very unironic, or I guess a super ironic twist is they uh, they end up getting uh, kind of taken in by uh, by the Blouse family. What yeah. a fucking what what a what a turn of events. Yeah, they meet Kaya. Kaya was the young girl who Sasha saved with the axe when that oh, little baby tiger was eating her mom right in front of her. Mm-hmm. And she has also been taken under wing by the Brass family. And it's like, man, you killed their fucking daughter. And I mean, obviously they don't realize it at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Gabby, yeah, be sure shit ain't gonna say nothing. Yeah, and Gabby and Falco, they they go under. I can't remember what their alias names are. It's like Mia and something. Uh, yeah, Mia and Ben, something. I think. Oh yeah, Ben and Is it Ben. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so they they kind of stay with the Brass family and. You know, th- there's this big dinner coming up that Nicolo's going to pre- prepare for him for the death of their daughter, Sasha, which obviously nobody <clears> has <throat> put two and two together and realized that she actually killed Sasha. But, um, mm-hmm. 
And we see oh. La Lady Oswald Bobito. This is in current time now. Uh, she comes back to the docks, and she she has this supposedly a flying ship, a flying boat, mm -hmm. powered, yeah. powered by the Iceburst Stone, which is the, obviously the resource on Paradis. Um, and it's basically just a plane, is what it is. <laughs> they, yeah, it's, they, it's like the fucking plane off of Tailspin. Yeah, they don't have a cool name for it. <laughs> yeah, Tailspin's a great a great reference uh. there. From Chippendale Rescue Rangers, one of those planes. Right. Um, well, that's what that's what that's what the fucking air, the blimps are. Just the fucking the machine <laughs> that that they fly in on Rescue Rangers. See, we've seen this all before. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I'm trying to think of what else happens. Oh, then this is where um, the Survey Corps. Somebody's leaking information into the press, um, and it turns mm -hmm. out. Um, the f yeah. there's like four Survey Corps members that are behind it. One being Floke, or Floche, or whatever the fuck his uh, bag's name is. Uh, and then we him. then we meet uh, Luis. Um, Luis mm -hmm. is she was actually a, a little girl um, when Mikasa first killed. There was a Titan when the can't even remember that guy's name. The dude that was trying to mm -hmm. get his cart through the doorway, like to Wall Rose behind Wall Rose or whatever it was. And Mikasa killed that Titan, and then like went face to face and was like, "Move your car out of the way so the people can get through." Luis was actually that little girl who was there. Um, yep. And so she tries to bond with Mikasa a little bit, but like obviously she's part of the group that leaked the information out to the public, so can't be trusted. No. Um, and then of course Kaya explains her story to Gabby and Falco about you know her village being attacked and her being saved by. Oh. Doesn't say any names though, so like they still don't know that like that was the one yet. Um, we'll get to that part. Um, but of course, they've been invited to this dinner by, run by Marley, and that being Niccolo. Um, and Gabby and Falco were like, "Oh, maybe you know, maybe this guy, if he's a Marleyan, he can help us out. We can talk to him." Uh -huh. Yada yada yada. Um, but you know. We're going to see how that all plays out. Uh, and then this episode is actually one of the few that have a post-credit scene. Um, basically, it's it's the Marley military kind of figuring out that like Zeke isn't dead. Like they, they only find his limbs. They don't find his actual body. So they're like, uh, we think we think Zeke has joined up with Paradis. Like, and now yep. they, they plan on launching I'll a counterattack. Ryan is like, yeah, Ryder's like, well, let's fucking go before uh, before they can come up with any kind of defense. Let's fucking roll. <clears throat> yep. Um, and then going to the next episode, uh, we get shit to see... is kicking off yeah, in this get... next episode. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but at first, we get to see our girl Hitch again. Chris kind of giving Armin some 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 shit for talking to Annie's crystal, thing, saying that he had like a crush oh. on her before. Um, more more of what we think is Bear told like memories kind of coming through Armin. Oh. Um, and then in Paradise, um, there, Chris, there's protests outside, um, because obviously since Loke and the gang leaked the information out that Aaron's imprisoned, you know, that he's basically the savior of Paradise to some of these people. Uh, once again, just, if you didn't hate the civilians in this show enough... Oh man! Another reason to now they're becoming a little more extreme. Now they got Titans to worry about. They're uh, they're showing their true colors, as it turns out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then Pixis meets up with Yelena. 
um, who is still kind of being held under watch. Um, she reveals that she had secretly met with Aaron um, before his infiltration of Marley. Um, so Yelena's kind of... We, we don't know if we can trust her. Um, Onyakapon, on the other hand, is very open and honest to Hanji, like saying Yelena mm-hmm. is kind of sketchy, like I don't know. Um, but he, she is definitely loyal to Zeke. Um, so, so there's some sketchy politi- politics stuff going on. Um, yeah, we're starting to starting to quickly realize that not everything is what it seems, and a lot of that starts to come to a head very soon. Yeah, because so Mikasa and Armin basically want to have a talk with Aaron to just to like mm-hmm. talk some sense into him, just find out what's going on. Uh, and so but they, they go, have to get permission from Zachary yeah, to have do to, so. Have to get permission. Have to get permission from Premier Zachary. Um, they go up there. Uh, they notice the fucking. He tells him no. Yeah, he he, he tell... also tells him no. <laughs> yeah, he tells him no. And we also they like make sure to show us that his chair, like his torture chair that he had that one dude in, has been oh brought up God, to his the office. Funnel up his asshole. Yeah, that fucking weird shit. Um, <laughs> he's like, yeah, some new scouts brought it up to my office, and of course, as Mikasa and Armin leave. Like, some, some new scouts brought it up. It's like, wait, what? And then, of course, the chair explodes and fucking Premier Zachary gets blown to bits. Oh, um, man. Mikasa and Armin escape, but clearly um, these the the people protesting have infiltrated the military as well. Yep. Um, and these these guys basically are... Now, we're, we can just call them what they are, the Jaegerists. They're basically people that are... Mm-hmm. Fighting for Aaron. Uh, Aaron escapes prison, meets up with Floke and the Jaegerist, and they're fighting for this what's co- so-called a new Eldian Empire. Um, yeah, and then we get some. Uh, there's a lot more that's uh, that's getting ready to come to fruition here because we also see um, that there has actually been a there has been a a plot going on here behind the scenes with Aaron and Zeke, and it's uh, it, it, Cody. It is it, you know we got we have our politics now. It is all gasoline from here on out. Yeah, um, and also the the MPs kind of tell the scouts that they were they were planning on giving Aaron's finding town to somebody else, um, uh-huh. like. Everybody's got their own plans, um, and uh, I can't remember if this is where. I'm trying to think here, Sorry, I'm drawing a blank here. Is this where? I think we're at the point now where we're getting ready to find out that you know Zeke. I want to say start starts talking to basically all. We, we cut back over to Levi and his boys, and they're uh, you know they're hanging out. You know they want to drink some wine. They're they're just chilling in the uh, in the woods with nothing to do, so they want to. They want to drink some wine, and that's when um, Zeke starts like, con- not I guess, confessing some things to 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 Levi about that. You know, basically, he you know they, they used his spinal fluid to transform the people in uh, Tani's village. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they've and also then it was um mm-hmm. they've also kind of been keep like they keep showing this wine. Like you see the MPs drinking yeah. this Marlian wine, and like. The scouts that are with Levi were like begging Levi if they could bring some of this wine with them, and he's like, "Sure, that's fine." Levi's like, "I'm just gonna have tea." Um, of course, really laying it on thick that his spinal fluid is in in the wine, right? Um, oh boy! 
And, you know, you have a group of the Jaegerists kind of confront Pixis and the gang, and Pixis is like, there's not much we can do. Like, if Zeke uses his powers, he can just yell and turn us all into Titans. Like, Oh, man. And, yeah, dude. And of Fucking course, dude. They're threatening that. The Jaegerists want to know Zeke's location. Um, and while not only is that all going on, Chris, we also have the Browse family, along with Gabby oh. and Falco, arrive at Niccolo's restaurant. <laughs> and not only that, Chris, the episode ends and we see Peak is also inside of Parodies. Like, the cart titan chick is just there as well. Dude, the, like... <laughs> they're, they're, they, they showed up. They, they, everybody's infiltrated. There is no security in, yeah. in this fucking, uh, in this world. Yeah, who was watching the water? Like, you didn't see Nobody. the cart titan come fucking hopping along? <laughs> Nothing to see here. Just like, it's like the colossal titan, man, with that fucking potted plant. Um, but yeah, then in the next episode, like you mentioned, Zeke starts telling Levi that four years ago, um, they used his spinal fluid as like a gas form on Ragako Village, which was Connie's hometown. Um, he's, and this is where he, he, this is where it really gets even more confusing because he's, he's also lying to Levi partially because he says it initially paralyzed them and then turned them into Titans with his scream. Um, and Levi's like, well, he killed these people, like. Fuck off. Like, I, <laughs> I don't trust you at all. Blah, blah, blah. Um, meanwhile, uh, back at back at the restaurant, you know, they're enjoying their meal. Gabby and Falco obviously have ulterior motives here. They want to go talk with Niccolo. Uh, and when they go down there, um, Gabby kind of spills the beans. Like, I infiltrated the ship. I killed one of their soldiers. All this stuff. And Niccolo oh, like, puts two and two together. Like, did you kill a girl? You killed? Like, He's like, yeah, I put that island devil down. Like she says, you know, and Nico's like, he's like, you killed Sasha. Like, fuck you. Like, I mean, that's the only person in Nicola's life that he actually like cared for. And so he grabs one of the bottles of Marley and wine, goes to hit uh, Gobby, but Falco kind of like jumps in the way. And oh, fucking no. Falco gets wrecked. Uh, they make <laughs> the bottle breaks, obviously wine all over him and wine f- goes into his mouth, which... And it's like, oh, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, watch his mouth out, like, when they catch Niccolo and, like, find Gabby and all of them. And, like, you know, everybody's freaking out. Connie and the gang are all there because they heard that. I think they knew that. I can't remember. The, it's like when they found out about the wine. And so they went to check restaurants and things like that. And, of course, they stumble upon this gigantic scene that's going on here. Well, and also, too, I want to say um, they see the wine that's like the wine is reserved for, like, officers and high, like, the people that basically the, the interior police, everybody that doesn't have to do shit. So, like, I want to say it's Gene and Connie want to, like, open one up and fucking, you know, enjoy the fruits of their labor for once. And Niccolo, like, grabs the bottle from them, like, no, don't fucking drink this. Yeah, it's not for you, Island Devils, and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. They're like, whoa. But yeah, uh, and then it comes, you know, all of this comes to a head. Um, Niccolo basically wants to kill Gabi. Uh, Niccolo, like, gives the gun to Mr. Bross, like, or the knife to Mr. Bross, and he's like, look, you, you can do it. Uh, we need to, you know, he kill, she killed Sasha, all this stuff. And it's like, oh my god. Just a wild scene, like, that's the family that took you in, and you killed their daughter, like, and you still call them Island Devils. Like, you still can't even, like... Right to their fucking face, yeah. by the way. <laughs> even after, like, Mikasa, like, saves Gabi from Nicola, like, she's still, like... Mm-hmm. Or saves her from uh, Kaya, because Kaya grabs the knife and wants to kill her, because, like... Oh, dude, Kaya's ready to just gut her like a fucking fish. 
Yeah, it's like, and these are Kaya's brand new friends. Like, you killed her sister. It's like, god damn. Um, uh, and uh, all uh. of this is going on, and then, of course, Aaron just pops in the room like, Hey, Mikasa, I need to talk to you guys. Like, what the... Like, there's just so much shit going on in this restaurant. Um, it's happening quick. And Nicolo spills the beans to Hanji, says, tells her to rinse Falco's mouth out, because he thinks there's the spinal mm-hmm. fluid in there, so, like, now we know the wine is tainted. Yep. Um, and he said it came from Yelena's ship whenever they, you know, whenever she was switching sides and all this stuff. Da, da, da. Yep. Uh, then Captain Levi gets word of Zachary's death. Um, Le- now Levi's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, obviously, they're just stuck out in the woods. Um, like I said, the Jaegerists show up to the restaurant, hold everyone at gunpoint. Um Loke is demanding Zeke's location, and Aaron's like, look, Mikasa Armin takes Mikasa Armin and Gabby into another room and wants to talk with them. Mm-hmm. There's me old Chris Anson. Why don't you take a seat? Yeah. Uh, pull up a chair and take a seat. Um, <laughs> right. And kind of just going into the next episode, Chris, we get this, like, super fucking... This is, this is the reason people don't like Aaron, and it's this conversation mm-hmm. that he has with these three. Um, oh, dude, he basically just berates him. He's like, you know, that, you know, Misaka, like, you know, basically that, like, I want to say, what is it? Armin tries to, like, like, he does something, but, like, Mikasa can't help herself but to protect Aaron. Like, but he, he just sits there and just, like, because of, uh, yeah, like, she can't help herself because it's, like, in her DNA. And he just sits there and just starts fucking berating him, just treating him like dog shit. Yeah, he talks about Armin, how he's affected by the memories of Bertolt. Uh, and then uh-huh. he's being manipulated by Bertolt to visit Annie and all this stuff. And then he, Armin's like, what the fuck is he talking about? And Aaron's like, Mikasa, your, your Ackerman bloodline, like, the Ackermans were basically programmed to protect LDS kings. And so, like, there's uh-huh. nothing you can do. Like, you're always going to try and protect me. Like, you're just a slave. And then he, yeah. he's like, I've hated you since we were kids. And Armin's like, ah, oh, fuck this. What and he goes, to, he punches Aaron and, like, goes to swing. Again, and Mikasa, like, stops him and, like, holds him back, and Aaron's like, see? Exactly like I told you. Like, oh, my God, dude. Um, but Armin does get one good lick in before Aaron just beats the Aaron shit out of him. Aaron beats that ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, basically, everybody uh, who doesn't agree to go with the Jaegerists um, is, or everybody but Hanji is taken to Shiganshina. Um, yep. And then, this is, back at the forest, Levi's, like, are we supposed to have somebody eat Zeke? Like, what are we supposed to do? Uh, it, and of course, this is when Zeke goes running off on his own, like running through the woods, and Levi's like, "What the hell is he doing?" And then, of course, this is when Zeke screams. All of and Levi's then his team, whole fucking... yeah, except for himself, oh. of course, get turned into pure titans. Um, and then, like, and Levi once again is fucking seeing blood, dude. He's just—he is so ready to kill Zeke. He's been wanting to kill Zeke since season three. Yeah, and uh, of course, once again, Levi basically has to kill his comrades, and like you see him, like the faces of the comrades and the Titans, and like you recognize them all, and like Zeke takes yeah. three of the Titans, and like they one like holds him. <laughs> These are some goofy ass Titans, but one like holds mm-hmm. Zeke. One's just doing the fucking the straight armed fucking strut. <laughs> That's right. And, they, and the other one's doing finger guns, of course. <laughs> just the three best Titans you could ever have. Um, Mm-hmm. And he, he thinks he's out of there scot-free. He's like, there's no way Levi can kill all these regular pure titans. Well, of course, Levi just shows up covered in blood, 
slaughters all these titans. Uh, Zeke turns into the Beast Titan. Once again, just absolutely no fucking match for Levi. Uh, no. Levi, you know, he chops, like, branches off the trees so he can't even tell where he's at. Mm-hmm. And then just fucking just slaughters him. Like, doesn't even stand a fucking chance. Like, yeah, absolutely. Hits him up with, like, a million Thunder Spears. But d- just, Levi is so good at killing, specifically him, honestly. Like, he's so good at, like, defeating him. Like, he can throw Thunder Spears at the nape of his neck and only blow off his arms and legs. Like, Levi is just, he's just the shit. Like, pure and simple. Absolutely. Uh, and so he recaptures Zeke, um, puts a Thunder Spear in his stomach, and ties him up to, like, this carriage, and they, they go riding off separately. Um, meanwhile, the Jaegerists go back to Shiganshina. Um, we see Keith Shadez, like, training up a new group of recruits, and then Hanji and the rest of the oh, Jaegerists come out, and they're like, you guys all need to join us. Um, and to give prove them- your loyalty, fucking beat up Shadez. Yeah, and poor Shada. Shada's like, you think these little wimps can beat me up? And then fucking, you blink and he's fucking... No, I, I'm pretty certain. I am pretty certain, because I'm pretty sure Shada, like, he couldn't... Because I can't remember if he fights back too terribly much. But, like, I am pretty sure Shada, if he wasn't worried about, like, basically being killed by Floke, that... Oh. He'd have beat the shit out of all these kids. I, I like to believe that Chavez took down at least four or five of them. The anime kind of mm-hmm. just brushes that off, but mm-hmm. I like to imagine that he's he he fucked up at least a few of these little little fucking recruits. When I get to it in the manga, I will let you know what happens with yeah, that. Yeah, yes, please do. Um, and we have Zeke. He kind of comes back to consciousness. Like I said, he's in this card. He's got a fucking thunder spear oh, in his no. stomach. He's got a fucking detonator to the thunder spear around his neck. Levi's fucking cut off his arms and legs, like... <laughs> and basically tells him, like, if you do anything, you're just... You're dead? You're gonna explode. You're just dead. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of leads us into Zeke kind of reflecting on his childhood. Which... Yeah, we got the old fucking baseball. We got, we got another baseball episode here, Cody. I love it. Yeah, we get to see Zeke as a kid here. Um, yeah. So obviously we Which know. I actually really like this episode. This is one of my favorite episodes. And it's just because it's so simple. We get to just kind of fill in the blanks of everything, you know, that kind of happened after he ratted his parents out, right? Leading up to him ratting his parents out. You know what I mean? Yeah, because we, we know he was treated poorly by his parents because his parents were so yeah. focused on restoring Eldia and, like, fucking, mm-hmm. you know, the overthrowing the government and having Zeke become a... Marleyan warrior and all this stuff, and we see Zeke, he, like, struggles. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, it's not like he's, like, Falco, where he, like, beats Gabby in a race. Like, Zeke is, like, the worst student of them all. Like, yeah, doesn't have the grades, doesn't have the fucking strength or the endurance or anything. Um, and eventually he encounters, um, Tom, Zaver? Tom Zaver? Zaver. Zaver, yeah. Mm-hmm. It says Zaver on fucking wiki, but I think it's Zaver, mm-hmm. Mr. Zaver. Um, and he is actually the guy that currently has the Beast Titan. And, you know, he starts to just play catch with him. Um, and he kind of just, you know, just teaches him things. And, like, when eventually Zeke comes out to him and is like, hey, you know, my parents are, are part of this, like, fucking... They're the re- restorationists. Yeah, or they're restorationists. They're and, like, he's like, you gotta rat them out. Like, you can save your family, or you can save yourself and your grandparents. But like, otherwise you're gonna die. Um, and so you kind of see that's why he did that. Um, mm-hmm. 
and you know, you, you kind of get the eventually. Like, I'm I'm assuming this is just how Zeke became the Beast Titan is through Sovereign. Well, because he, they, those two developed a really nice relationship, he felt more appreciated and felt like an actual, like, I don't know, that this Tom person, this doctor just made him feel like a fucking human being where, like, his parents were using him and just kind of brushed him off. But he could go play catch with this guy and actually fucking be normal for a little while. You know what I mean? So it it really, you know, as much as, you know, you hate that Zeke kind of ratted his own parents out. Like this kind of makes you, you know, that he has to go here to a complete stranger to actually have a childhood of some sort. You know what I mean? It kind of, it does kind of make you feel sorry for him. Yeah, definitely. Um, and also Mr. Sovers teaching him all about Titans, like talking about like the research he found uh, regarding the founding. Yeah, Cause that, that's what he is. He's, he's the beast Titan, but like, he's a, uh, he doesn't do combat or anything like that. He's just a researcher. Yeah. And you and you obviously like the baseball, it makes sense when you think about the Beast Titan throws the rocks and all that stuff. Um, yep. And he informs him about the Founding Titans able to manipulate the bodies of Eldians. Like he talks about that there was like a disease and that the king like was able to fucking or the Founding Titan was able mm. to just like change humans like anatomy and like Oh, that like you're all cured now. Like so he just teaches him about you know all kinds of stuff and um I think it's Sover that kind of puts him in in Zeke's head that to save Eldian people from further persecution is to basically sterilize them and change basically using the founding mm-hmm. titan he plans or he wants to make it so they euthanize can't reproduce them. yeah yeah he wants to fucking euthanize them yeah um and he talks to him about how, how to get around King Back Fritz's... Back on that Nazi bullshit, man. Yeah, how to get around King Fritz's, like... Uh, like I don't even know what to call it. Like, his, his ideal... wife ability. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, because, like, King Fritz also, like, doesn't want to be in war. Like, he wants to just be on his island, yeah, off on his own. Yeah, he renounces the, the violence and... Yeah. Uh, eventually, Zeke does inherit the, be- the Beast Titan after... Um, Sovers, 13 years comes to an end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see, we see like another a flashback with Reiner and Bertolt and him on Paradis. Uh, and that's how he mm-hmm. obviously learns that Aaron Yeager becomes, is the founder. He's like, wow, Yeager, he's like, so Grisha actually made it. You know, obviously with the help of Kruger the Owl. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. why he says like, I'll come back and save you, Aaron, all this stuff. Um, and then we see, you know, we flash forward a little bit to where Aaron's actually in Liberio, um, at, at like you know, pretending to be like a, a wounded soldier, um, mm-hmm. and that's where we see that he he agrees to work with Zeke on this euthanization plan. Uh, they they agree not to like shake hands or like touch, come in direct contact, just because of I'm sure there's some weird Titan ability thing that'll happen there, and so he throws the baseball to him, and that's like the that's like how they agree basically to to go with yep. this plan. Um, you know, so he, he, we, we get this whole big flashback and then Zeke's like, you know, back, back <laughs> where he's at on the cart, you know, impaled and all this stuff. He eventually like yell. I can't remember if he yells out for Mr. Sover or whatever he says, but then 
ends up yanking the fucking cord and blowing oh, up the thunder spear. And we just see this absolutely. huge explosion. Um, and we don't get to any follow-up to it. Like, the explosion happens, and we don't see what happens to Levi or him, or we see the horses mm-hmm. catch on fire. Um, sorry about you. Oh, yes. Yeah, they didn't make it. <laughs> no, I, I thought Levi was dead. I was like, but then, like, the more I thought about it, I was like, there's no way they would just kind of kill our boy. Well, I mean, as far like, as we know right now, like, I, like I think when I first saw this, I was like, "There's no way Levi's dead." Well, that's one because like it wasn't like a big how to do. I don't think they would give Levi like the off-screen death. But then in my head, I'm like, I don't know, man. Nobody's fucking safe in this show. Yeah, so did they? Dude, I remember when that episode ended. I was like. I was like, all right, that's a good cliffhanger. Well, let's see what happens. Yeah, I was like, like Levi. Yeah, I was like, no fucking way. And then the next episode, they don't even show that moment at all. It's just like, yeah. You're, so they leave you fucking hanging for another mm-hmm. fucking <laughs> seven months waiting for the next part to come out. It's like, Jesus, man. Oh, my God. Um, but meanwhile, Hanji, Floke, and all the Jaegerists, they hear a Thunder Spear explode. And so they head there. Um, mm-hmm. And we see, like, a fucking the the fe- I think it was the female Titan that was holding Zeke originally, like mm-hmm. is crawling up to him and like fucking like just puts it like eats him effectively like not like, eats oh, it like just swallows him whole. She just opens up her stomach and just puts him in there. It's like oh oh okay you're right you're so right. It was like oh what the fuck does that mean like I... <laughs> who knows? Um, meanwhile back at Chiganchina, um. Yelena, the volunteers, Commander Pixis, and, like, Nile and a bunch of other, like, MPs and, you know, uh, Garrison Regiment guys, they're all there. Um, and Pixis is like, well, we all drank the wine. Like, even Pixis drank the wine. Like, Oh, no. And you could tell, I remember there was a moment where when Zeke screamed in the forest, everybody that drank the wine, like, who wasn't nearby, like, didn't get turned into a titan, but they, like, almost, like, froze in place and, like, they could feel, they could sense something. Like, mm-hmm. And so poor Pixis is also drinking the wine. It's like, fuck, man. It's like, you're just killing all my boys, man. Yeah. Um, but, but he's still, Pixis is still alive. He's not dead yet. He has, he's not, uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's not out of, out of this yet. Yeah, he's still kicking. Um, but like, there's a lot of characters that have had this wine. I mean, Niels or Niles had the wine. Fucking Falco's mm-hmm. had the wine. Like, shit could go really bad at any moment. Um, you know, so they're all in prison. They have Mika Sakani, Jean, all of them. Um, and they, and they, Yelena comes and talks with them. Uh, there's the one dude. I can't even think of his name. It, Niccolo's in the cell with him, and, like, the one dude's, like, talking shit. Like, Niccolo, you idiot, you fell in love with one of these island devils. Blah, blah, blah. And then fucking Yelena blows his fucking brains out. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she, yeah. ca- she kind of Elena. You just want her to get her so fucking bad, dude. <laughs> oh, her and Flock both. Yeah, I I can't stand Elena, but I was glad she shot that dude that was talking shit. Yeah. Um, that was like her one good. Oh moment. shit! Get shot, Cody. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. Um, and she she reveals to the group Zeke's true plan, which is this widespread Eldian sterilization to prevent births of any more Eldians. Um, mm-hmm. And their plan to like have Historia's kids, like, pass down the founding titan and, like, keep this going and humanity be free from the threat of titans, all this stuff, until everyone dies, basically, like, mm-hmm. because, like, they won't be able to have kids, like, that's it, like, 
And that's their that's their plan for world peace. Just everyone dies. Fucking kill them all. <laughs> yeah. Very odd. I feel like there's way better plans for this, but you know. That's... Oh, you can't have war if everyone's dead. I, I, you can't have anything, Chris. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> there's no chilies too for one if <laughs> we're all dead. <laughs> then fucking, we need we need to stop them. We cannot let this plan come to fruition. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Um, and she also mentions that in the meantime, they will use the threat of the rumbling or like a, a test rumbling to prevent any interference from the other nations. Um, Aaron also gets to talk with Gabby a little bit. Um, basically just orders her to like fucking do as she's told. However, Pete mm-hmm. fucking shows up, kills one of the soldiers, puts a gun to Aaron's head, and he's like, look, if you were going to shoot me, you would have already shot. He calls her out on her yep. bullshit. Uh, and Pete joins up with Aaron and them, which pisses Gabby off. She's like, what the fuck, Peek? <laughs> you're, you're also <laughs> helping these island devils? And she's like, look, you know, she just wants to save... Peek comes up with her excuse that she just wants, you know, Eldian people to be free, basically. Um, uh-huh. And then she's like, I can point out, you know, where the rest of the soldiers are that came with me. Uh-huh. And so they go out into the open... And they're like, I can't remember what they say. They're like, point out where the enemies are. And of course, Peek does the iconic like turn around and point at Aaron. Yep. Um, which is a really cool moment. And then, of course, out of nowhere, fucking Galliard or Porco, whatever you want to call him, fucking I comes up it. from the ba- bottom and like almost eats Aaron. Um, oh, you love it. You fucking love it. Yeah, so close. So he, he's all there. And then you see like the blimps coming over the fucking walls. Like, Marley is ready for a war. Um, yep. And Aaron. And you get like the fucking like the stare down kind yeah. of from from Reiner and from Aaron. Yeah, Aaron turns into his Titan. Uh, all the airships like General Magas there, and Aaron basically is like, "All right, Reiner, here we go again." Like fucking. Who'd <laughs> have thought, man? Like the tables have turned. You find yourself like you fucking wanted Reiner to just fucking die a gruesome death in the first couple seasons. And now it's like, I need you to fucking rip Aaron limb from limb. Yeah. And now, you know, they've... The they've loyalties brought, have changed. Now they've brought the war back to uh to Paradise Island, and that's where we... Uh, a great oh, cliffhanger baby. to leave off on, honestly, because... Absolutely. Because it is all gasoline from here. <laughs> yeah, it's like, they have war? All right, now we got to explain how we got there, some politics stuff, and it's like, all right, back to the war scene. Because <laughs> uh, we got, I know we got some big moments coming up in the uh, in the next half, Cody. We've got the. I mean, well, obviously, I want to say the next half is where we uh, we get the the new intro. Oh yeah, yeah, we get the. the... I want to say we get we get the rumbling. We actually get the rumbling in more ways than one. <laughs> yeah, um, we got we got a lot of. I mean, shit's hitting the fan, Chris. So we got Paradise Island's been invaded yeah. by Marley and. I mean, there's just the lines are being drawn in the sand, really bad. The battle lines are being drawn. Sides are being placed. There's still plenty more twists and turns. Um, We're going to talk about next week, of course. Um, Oh, I can't wait. And we're going to cover the the final 12 episodes or all 12 episodes of part two. So from episode uh, Uh 76 to 88, 87, 88 will be tomorrow morning. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're not caught up podcast-wise uh, with AOT uh-huh. just yet. Um, but me and Chris, personally, we are caught up. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, I guess what the plan will be for 
So next week we'll cover the the final twelve of part two, and then we'll cover just uh-huh. the first episode of part three the following week. Perfect. Um, Absolutely. So that'll be the schedule we stick to for now. Um, Chris, we are like fucking fifteen hours away, something like that. Five, seventeen hours oh, away baby. from the premiere. I am so ready. I can't stand dude, it. I, I, I need. I, I need to know wait. what's happening. Like I'm gonna be especially, up, dude. I'm gonna be up at eight a.m. like on Funimation, Crunchyroll, anywhere. I'm be like, and I just refresh, just refresh, 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 fiving my way through. <laughs> That's right, dude. I can't fucking wait, man. I just because after seeing like the, the the like the way it ended, you know, in the last scene with like the fucking the waves and like just all these fucking just everything coming through. And just oh oh my god, dude! I'm so ready. I'm so fucking ready. Yeah, dude, I I actually can't wait. Um, it's just so much going. I urge everybody that's caught up wherever to watch it. Watch, be up tomorrow morning. Make yourself some fucking pancakes or something. Get up and watch it. I'm worried that it's not tomorrow morning. That it's March fourth. I need to double check this real quick. Oh, it's if not, I'll get up Saturday morning and watch it. And go, uh, nothing's going this weekend. I will before the weekend is over, Cody. I will be watching. Oh, I will have watched it fucking like ten times. I'm just gonna keep. Watching. Oh, absolutely. Friday, March third, twenty twenty three. Let's see here. Central time. It says nine twenty five a.m. CT. Mm-hmm. Friday, March third. So you Eastern. Maybe oh yeah, brother. Ten twenty five. Okay, so we're good. Yeah, absolutely. And it looks like it'll it be on. Get much it, better it will than be that? on Crunchyroll. I I imagine it'll be on Funimation as well. Um, mm-hmm. Regardless, I'll be wherever it is. Um, uh, wherever it is, I'll be there. I'll be there. Uh, on a scale of one to Michael McDonald, Yamo be there. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm so fucking excited. Like, <sighs> there's nothing more hype than an AOT premiere. Like. So I'm also really excited that I, you know, I think I've mentioned this before a couple casts ago that I'm glad I, I didn't have to wait like everybody else had to. So, cause I feel like, I mean, I've probably been caught up for maybe what a month at this point. Like I got caught up before we started covering season two on the podcast. So I, uh, so I've been caught up for, you know, a few weeks now. So I've just, I, I only had to wait, you know, a month. Whereas y'all had to wait like what a year, two years, I think. Yeah, Chris, you pulled a me with Game of like how I did with Game of Thrones. I didn't That's start right. watching until like the hype for season eight was building, and I was like, oh, I guess I'll give that a shot. And then by the time I caught up, <laughs> it was premiering, and I was like, oh, cool, perfect. Dude, I <laughs> love it when a plan comes together. Exactly. Now, of course, we will all have to wait for part three, part two, but um, yeah, that'll be what like. Somewhere, Summer. somewhere, somewhere in 2023. I imagine they'll fucking make us wait six months, but yeah, at least we'll have new AOT fine. tomorrow. Like it's exactly, lit. it's so close. One more sleep and we'll be there. Um, oh man, I'm, I'm just ready to fucking time go to sleep, time travel, do fucking breakfast and AOT tomorrow. <laughs> exactly, we will have the drinks ready. We'll have the pancakes ready. Mm, baby, baby, can't <laughs> wait can't wait um but yeah that's that's gonna do it for this episode of shonen and suds guys um chris anything else before we wrap this up no man i'm just i'm just hype i'm just so fucking hyped for the night for it to, to get more i want more cody all i want is more attack on titan and now i'm getting ready to get it so yeah and then i 
I guess we'll just push back the OVA episode one week. We'll cover the OVAs. Yeah, that's fine. Another week later. Um, just we that's wanna, absolutely fine. We want to get it hot off the press uh, with this. I want it hot. I want it to <laughs> melt in my mouth. It's so hot. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I am Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams. And as always, thank you, thank you for hanging out with us.